Here I am in your life. Here you are in mine. Yes, we have a sweet life. Most of the time. You and me, we got the world to see, so come on down. Just me and you know what to do, so come on down. It's you and me, and me and you, we got the whole thing to ourselves. Me and you, we got it all to do, so come on down. This is a sweet life. We've got a sweet life. Uh, the name of the show in the comments, please. Winner gets a big wet kiss on the lips. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pearpod. My name's Sam. Here's the deal. We've got a free gaff. Myron's at the gym. I'm wearing my lucky shirt. Things are good. How are you, folks? Take a little, take a quick second there. Subscribe, like the video. Think about your day and how great it's going to be. It's a Wednesday morning here in beautiful Marbella. So I'm just going to adjust that. We have a very well. I have a very exciting week this week. I'm traveling home to Dublin on Saturday for the day to film. Uh, the band Don't Tell Mum, which is an indie rock band full of all my mates. So they're, uh, they're headlining their first show in Whelan's on Saturday night, which is fucking remarkable. So I'm flying back for 24 hours. We're documenting the event, having a few scoopings, I'd say. And we will head home. But yeah. Thank you all for the support on the last episode. Anyone who... Anyone who hasn't seen... Uh, the last episode's on about three, 350 views on YouTube or something. Which is fucking crazy. Uh, I guess that topic, is, or the Brandon Schaub topic, is hot right now. But a load of people were... Uh, I, guess, I guess a load of, like, the hate train were coming over to see what I said. But it was nothing that wasn't fair. I think I don't think I dug into him like personally. I think he, uh, I think he started a shot at his comedy a little bit. Is anyone else generally stiff? I didn't put enough effort. Like I played a lot of sport when I was younger, but I didn't put enough emphasis on stretching. And now, man, I'm just like trying to make up the lost time because my fucking like hip flexor, my left hip flexor, needs to be stretched. And, uh, and yeah, I need to fucking figure that shit out. That in my lower back, man. It's just stiff and needs regular maintenance. If you're watching the audio only, watching the audio only, Sam, you're an idiot. This is why everyone hates you. If you're listening to the audio only, consider coming across to the YouTube, uh, YouTube episode and seeing my shirt. This shirt has been all around the world. It has seen many cultures it's seen the darkest times the best times and uh, yeah I was the uh, the leopard print or cheetah print guy for a while I still am and uh, 
only now does this actually fit me the way I'd like it to. So, sadly, the shirt was retired long ago. Back when the Murren era began, the shirt was retired, but it was a killer. It was a killer. Ironically, the leopard print was the hunter, not the hunted. Sounds awful. It's more of a it's more of a weapon of choice. Not that we're hurting these women. There's, no one's hurting these women. <laughs> you know. Oh man. Why would they be in any danger? You know, because we're gonna bring them out in the boat, get them all tipsy topside, and then you know, bring them down below deck, and you know, what are they gonna do? You know, a big scary ocean. What are they gonna do? Say no. You know, because of the implications. Well, what's the implication? Well, you know, they could be, you know, the implication that, you know, if you don't do what I say, then you're going to hurt them. No, no one's going to hurt you. Who's going to hurt these women? Sorry, I'm getting confused. Shout out, it's always sunny. One moment, I'm just going to digest some liquid. Remember that? Some guy commented on the last podcast saying, oh, I can't listen to this guy ramble. Sorry, Keith, right? But that's all a fucking podcast is, mate. So I watched the new Rooney documentary, right? Uh, my brother was over last week and he was like, you got to give it a watch at some point. So, like, I grew up in the Rooney era. I was actually at Old Trafford when he scored that volley against Newcastle. And, uh, Jeez, that was some day. That was when Scherer scored. Then fucking Wes Brown. Hope you get Wes. Not that. And he, uh, he nuts one in for one all. And then uh, Rooney's like, gets, I think he gets tackled. Like halfway line, he just gets the ball away. And he's given the ref like dog's abuse about the challenge. And then uh, the ball like just pops up from him. He just turns, blends it, top bins. Oh, man. I remember, I can see it now in my head. I remember I'm hitting it. Fuck, man, it was nuts. And uh, But in the documentary, man, I didn't even realize. I guess I remember all the moments, like the big moments, like the Ronaldo, like or the, the stamp on Carvalho when Ronaldo gets involved. I remember like his injury uh, going into like the World Cups and stuff. But I, I don't think I was into football enough to like... I always thought Henri was better. And I'm a United fan. I just loved the way Henri played. But looking back now, Rooney's stats and all, but he was a bit of a scallion. A bit of a scallywag. And like, I, I didn't realize at the time, like to have such a talent at 17 and then go and go from Liverpool or like being scouts to, to United. That's like Stevie G going to United, you know, at 17. And, uh, Obviously, it was the right decision and all that shit, but I just didn't realize there was all the drama behind it. Fuck, you're making that much cash at that age. Like, you come from nothing. It's tough. But it's a good documentary, man. But, like, I felt bad for Colleen a little bit because I think it happened a couple of times. You know, that he got caught for. Probably happened. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe it did. But I feel bad for... Uh, in a documentary like that, like obviously it's telling their story, but because it's only an hour and a half, like a lot of it was so focused on the negative part, which is obviously like 
that's life. But just uh, for, I'd say for Colleen, it was like, yeah, talk about the football and then how many times he was doing the dirt on you. So, but I hope it did well from, I actually enjoy, I, I, I thought it was well made and all that, but it, uh, it's just sad at how, uh, like focused on the, the bad stuff it was. But listen, hey, still go down as a Premier League legend and all those bits, but it's, it's, uh, it was great to see. I didn't realize how fiery, obviously I knew he was fiery, but seeing, uh, like when he was like, I went into that Chelsea game with massive studs on, I want to hurt someone and all that shit. Like, I love that because I was like that when I played. Not, I had that mentality playing sports. Like, I, I hate to lose. And I, I played a win. I just didn't have the uh, the same ability. Gnarly fucking, I was a good center back now, high. Bit of height, bit of height on me. Liked a bit of high ball. I remember I was in football once. I was playing football once. The problem with football is, uh, like at about 14 I was a bit of a bitch and I remember I tackled this lad lovely tackle went in Schleiden nothing dirty legal could eat your di- could eat your dinner off it and uh, this lad goes you don't fucking break your legs mate and I was like oh. and he was like watch next time you go for the ball and then I went for one after and he just came straight and studs up going for my leg and the ref like free kick and I was like man this guy's gonna try and break my fucking legs and then uh I uh, I faked an injury. Went off. Downey. Miami, mate. It's got me hammer. <laughs> get me off. All right, get him off. Get him off. And um, my coach went like, you can't be afraid of these guys. He's going to break my leg, though. Tony, Tony, please. He's going to break my fucking leg. I'm going to Wesley College on Monday. I can't. It's fucking... It's crazy bastard. Don't be afraid of these guys. Inch by inch. I don't know what to say, really. Any of those speeches would have gone down well. Uh, but yeah, man, I liked football. Scored a few goals in the old corner. Get him up, get him up, get him up. Get him up there in the corners now. Even when we were in Canada, we played a little kickabout with uh, with uh, odds of quads. And uh, a few of the lads we know from Dublin, we played a game of football. And the standard's obviously good because... All oh, those lads played like a good level. And uh, anyway, Quads was like, Perry, I'm going to swing a corner in here. And I, me and Quads is just, it's, 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 uh, there's a little mind, mind mapping, mind mapping, mind mapping. We're, we're one when it comes to football. And I was like, Rob, in my mind mapping, I was like, Rob, put that ball there. Just, just, just the front post there. There's only a little fella at the front. I'm going to pip him to the post, pip to the post. I'm going to catch that in my forehead. I'm going to put it into the far corner there. And then almost like magic. It's a rippling of the net. And then I, it happens so fast. You look and then it's just, it's in the bottom corner and it's like, I think I might have done the cowboy, uh, the guns. That's the, uh, it's a good, good tell of someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing or doesn't score a lot of goals if he goes for the guns. But that was good because I'm, I'm, I'm nothing special. 
on the football pitch, but get me on the heads and I'm tall and I'll move around and I, un- I can read the game very well. Always been able to read a game, just not been able to influence it or get into one. Uh, but yeah, nothing like, nothing, nothing like by the old footy. But like now you just see so many people doing like five aside and battering themselves, like injury-wise, like lads ripping their hamstrings and stuff. And that brings us back to stretching. Uh, I want to mention quickly, I listened to the uh, the new Jack Harlow album, right? You know, what's popping by and we've just hopped in. And uh, I like this... Uh, he, he, if anyone hasn't listened to it, Jack Harlow, you know, fucking what's popping. And then like, uh, you might know him from what's popping or the what's popping remix. Uh, and then obviously he's done, uh, man, now take with a temperature and all the other shit. But yeah, his album came out and it's, uh, it's much more like jazzy. Like the first song, Talk to the Town, it just opens up like just keys. And it's, uh, I liked it, man. So go have a little, uh, have a little listen to it through. But it's, it's nice to see that he hasn't, uh, <coughs> he clearly has a sound he's going for it, you know. And he hasn't, uh, he hasn't just kind of conformed to what has worked for him in the past. Like, no, this is the kind of music I want to do. And I could put you in first class up in the sky, but it's too expensive. So I'll sit in the back by the toilets. It will smell like glamorous. Oh, the float shit, float shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm not looking forward to fucking two flights in 48 hours. But I'm looking forward to getting... You're going to be... The lads are going to get on stage at about... See, see you don't... People, people don't, I'm just going to explain this now quickly while we're... While we're... Uh, she have nothing else to be talking about. Uh, I don't tell mum uh, the band originally was when I was in Canada there was me and John John McCabe uh, and like John was living with odds of quads odds of quads slips in a lot a lot of a catalyst for inspiration quads he uh, he was living with John and then so I'd be over there a lot misbehaving and uh you know, you know how it goes. You get into your hopes and dreams at three o'clock in the morning. Ingesting liquid. And uh, John be like, oh man, I'm going to go home. I'm going to start a band. And you know the fucking crack. How many people have heard that story? Have have heard someone say that to them, you know? But John's always been very musical and like it's been something he's, he's talked about a lot. So we go back. And we start gathering up, or he starts putting together like a band that he can. He's struggling to find people, but he does find Jake, who is the lead guitarist now. So myself, Quads, uh, go out to one of their rehearsals just to shoot some video stuff. Uh, this might be a year after Canada, maybe, or like six months since we all got back. And we meet Jake, and I'm like... Uh, we shoot some stuff and they're like, we need a drummer. We're not, can't get a consistent drummer, can't get a consistent bassist. People are, you know, bailing, all that kind of shit. And now, fast forward, we have our friend Johnny, Johnny Roberts, 
Everyone in the, their band's name starts with J, by the way. Just hilarious. Uh, Johnny Arbus is a drummer he used to like when we, he was in school with us and we'd like he he always would talk about his drumming. We saw videos of him drumming and stuff and he's fucking class. But was never in a band, just did it for like recreation, I think. And we were like, I remember one day we were at Andy and Andy 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 Walsh, my cousin, my blood, my blood. Uh, we were at his stag do and I was showing a video that I'd taken of John and Jake doing a a little bit of a video. This before Don't Tell Mama wasn't anything at this point. And uh, I remember being like, Johnny, you should go in and drum with them and see how that goes. Uh, and they did. And like a piece of a piece of toast to jam, it went it went together. And then fast forward, Jordan is added, and Don't Tell Mom is born. But at that point, like, there's nothing. You know, they're nothing. They have no music. They're they like they need to fucking build it. This is the start. So we do a couple of covers, or they do a couple of covers, and I like film it. We bring put some videos out. We bring John on the podcast. We shoot two music videos. Uh, we shoot the Camelot live gig where they did a live show. If you haven't seen that, watch that. Uh, it's Don't Tell Mum live at Camelot Studios. It's just a, a run of their like five or six songs at the time. It's fucking great, man. The production is sick. Uh, we had an audio guy in for the whole thing, so the music is mm -hmm. the, the audio is good, and they they did an interview and stuff in there as well. And uh, after that, like you know, things start to pick up a little bit, and they, they were getting played in the radio a little bit. And uh, then they signed to a manager. They 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 like start getting some interest from managers, and then the EP starts. Is our uh, they start, they start recording the EP, and this whole time it's just, you know, they're all grinding, still have regular jobs, still grinding out though, uh, rehearsing, getting that shit done. The lads actually move in, when I moved here, John and Johnny, Jan, Jan, Jim and Jay, Jan, Jan, Jinji, uh, John and Johnny moved into 127, where this pod originated, they now live there, uh, so we've just kept the, you know, artists, look after artists, artists, uh, it's a creative space, it's a creative space. And now they live there and they just, you know, they're grinding out and trying to get music going. Now they're, you know, this week they're releasing the second song on their EP and they're playing Headline and Wheelands to a sold out show on Saturday night in this, the heart of Dublin. And, uh, you know, John talked about this, like, he was like, oh man, we're going to do gigs. We're going to, uh, this could be my job. I'm going to make, you know, this is going to be what I do for work. And uh, sure enough, you know, they're not there yet, but they're fucking, this will be a big step forward and I'm going to make them a fucking, you know, the fact that I get to document it and have a, an opportunity to, uh, you know, immortalize this night is, is unreal, man. And uh, I'm going to do my very best, my very best to do it justice. But I know all their songs and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be fucking crying. Who'd have known that? I, uh, that, that was too high a note to take on without adequate stretching, vocal stretching. My throat hurts a little bit now. 
So yeah, I'm trying to think what we have going up. I think the next pod is this pod thirty, or is the next one thirty? I'm just going to check quickly because it's very important, guys. It's very important to know where you're at. That was 28. So this is 29. Almost at 30. Going to be 100 by the end of the year. Don't know how. Maybe. Uh, but we're getting to at least 50. And uh, I'm working on getting some guests in. Obviously, Phil's going to be over, so we're going to have the Phil episode. Uh, and then... Next week I'll be able to recap the gig for you and how that goes uh, and how I managed to get from Marbella to Dublin to Dublin City Centre, video, night my mazgaff, up the next day, back at the planes, back over to Spain, ready for the work week. That's how you fucking do it, folks. That's how you fucking do it. Yeah? All right. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Sam Byers. This has been the PearPod. If you wouldn't mind terribly, like the video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, make fun of the shirt. Do you have a shirt like this? Or a, a shirt that gives you confidence or uh, allows you to peacock in public? Essentially what this is, a peacocking shirt. Uh, used to actually be called Peacock in secondary school by the older fellas because of my hair, but that's a different thing. Uh, get into that another day. But I uh, I appreciate all the love. The, the last the last week's episode, seriously, was is fucking blowing up. I don't know why that is, but I appreciate the consistent support from you all. Uh, if you wouldn't mind thumbs up in the video, it helps with the algorithm, all that shit. I really appreciate all of your continued support. I love you so much. Goodbye.